When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ready to elevate your fall fashion? Target's new limited-time-only fall designer collection with designers Kika Vargas, Laleen, and Sergio Hudson isn't just about great style for all. It's also all about great styling. With so many ways to style them and wear them, the collection's versatile designer pieces are meant to mix and match and become new staples in your wardrobe. Get a sneak peek of the new looks by exploring the fall designer collection now on Target.com before it drops October 9th. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Eve Kavanagh. And I'm Gerald Farley. And you are listening to... Agony Round. Yay! Hello. Oh, well, Gerald, this is normally my favourite day around this time of the year. <laughs> I look forward every year to the Grammys. I absolutely love them. I'm going to say... The fact that you've said this, what? right? This is the, this is the positive person that Neve Kavanagh is because we're recording this on what is traditionally the most depressing day of the year. I know, yeah. It's like we're midway through January where everyone's just like, I can't do it anymore. I know. <laughs> and Neve is like, it's the Grammys. <laughs> I know, but they've been You're so positive. I know they're pos- but they've been postponed. I know. Yeah, they've been postponed. To be fair, I think uh, you know the Grammys. Well, to be honest, let me start with saying. The reason I love the Grammys is A, obviously, because it's all about music and, and awards yes. and all that sort of stuff. And it's usually a good indicator. And you're a muso. And I'm a muso. You know, that's, you know, despite my national treasure status, it, you know, <laughs> let's not forget why I am there. <laughs> yeah. I, at heart, I am a musician. Now, you know, all my other wonderful talents aside, you know, the actual music and singing, you know, I am I am not just a singer. I absolutely love music. And yeah. so... For me, a Grammys is kind of an indicator of what's happening, you know, and then you get kind of the classic stuff. And of course, I suppose when you're ever involved in something that you always want to be back to it, because I want Clang. Do you want, Clang. Do you, do you want me to bring this in here now? <laughs> Just drop it in there, Neve. Oh Go my on. Gosh. Once upon a time, 30 years ago, it's nearly 30 years <sighs> ago that I sang on the... It is actually 30 years ago since I sang on the Grammys. That must have been amazing. Oh my God. It was... Amazing. Yeah, it was with the commitments. Yes, obviously, because you replaced just for people that don't know you. You replaced Maria Doyle on the tour. Uh, it's not so much a tour. You see, all oh, right, okay, yeah, okay. Let me tell you what happened here now. Tell you know, me, we you know. need, we need the gossip. Okay, so what happened was I auditioned to be in the commitments. I didn't get in the movie, but I sang on the soundtrack. After the movie came out, or yeah. you know, was released, Maria Doyle. Kennedy was obviously doing her thing in her band in the Black Velvet oh, yeah, band, band with Kieran yeah. and all and so she didn't really want to do the stuff afterwards she was busy doing her own thing and that's you know fantastic okay, yeah, and yeah. she she is a goddess of the music and all that and doing all the wonderful yeah. things so they asked me would I like to step in for they originally did it for the first time when they want we, they were going to Los Angeles to do Bette Midler tribute in Los Angeles at Universal Studios they rang me I'd say about a week before to see if I would fly to Los Angeles for four days to sing with the band instead of Maria Doyle Kennedy, you know, to to honour 
Beth Midler at Universal Studies and I went I thought about it for maybe yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, thought I'll about have, it I'll have a think so I went Ooh, I flew to Los Wednesday. Angeles Wednesday mm. Wednesday's are never good Could for I me Can I get a couple of days <laughs> off I wasn't sure so we, we went to, I did that trip and then yeah. and then they did a Des O'Connor TV thing so they asked me to do that so I did I only did, I picked the bit the good bits. Yeah, I mean you're dead right. <laughs> I did. I mean you're dead right. Do you want to come down to Wheelands? Yeah, I did a bit three. Or four. No, I'm all right for you're that. Grand. <laughs> you're grand. You're grand. Thanks. I don't, I don't know Wheelands, so I love Wheelands. But yeah. anyway, no. But the point is, I only did a couple of things with them. I didn't go on tour. They did. They did okay, do a yeah, tour yeah. afterwards, oh, but right. I wasn't involved in that. I literally did because by then I'd done Eurovision, so that was a whole other thing. Oh, okay, so, yeah. um, but basically, I did a couple of TV programs to kind of Inc- get them, including the Grammys. Excuse as me. You do. They rang Pardon me. Pardon me. Would you like to go? to New York to do the Grammys and this was in 92 and I was working in the bank timed beautifully so I finished work Wednesday night and then got on the plane on the Thursday morning flew to New York and um, had a few days you, you know you stayed in the Ritz on, on Fifth Avenue it was Excuse phenomenal phenomenal me. it was very very highbrow uh, it was in Radio City so there was some you know rehearsals to be done over the weekend and then we record there was a big launch party and then we recorded the Grammys now that all happened on the Sunday night and then I flew back on the Tuesday and went back to work on the Wednesday <laughs> and it just time to go back in That work. is the most Neve Cabinet thing I've ever heard <laughs> like the idea that you could be like in Bank Centre in Balls Bridge and someone go should have a go again Neve Actually, sang, sang at the Grammys. What did you do over your week off? Well, yeah, it was very me. Um, like in the Grammys, like when you're even doing rehearsals, who do you run into? Well, uh, now some people I ran into, I got very excited about, but most people, unless they're musicians, wouldn't get quite as excited. Oh, I mean, right. I was having a heart attack side stage because Paul Simon was on, and Paul Simon himself is pretty phenomenal but Steve Gadd was playing with him and he's an amazing drummer and I'm a big fan of Steve Gadd and you know and different drummers so uh, for me it wasn't just the artists it was also the musicians these were the elite musicians and you know uh, Whoopi Goldberg was presenting it and you know literally I'm standing in the same Whoopi room Whoopi Goldberg oh my god you've no idea did you meet her yes she, for like three seconds she came over and she says hi you guys I love your movie and then went off that was it obviously that's not a Whoopi Goldberg that's the worst Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> <Yeah, it's pretty laughs> but you know what I'm talking about <laughs> but that was it you know oh my god I love you oh yeah. wow <laughs> yeah and then and then um, you know but like Aretha Franklin James Brown Bonnie Raitt you name did it did you meet Aretha I, I, well I was stood in the same room as them you can't speak when you're in them. You can't, you oh can't. If you're God. in, fr- you know, when you first met me, you couldn't speak for about a year. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. It's, it's, the same. it's exactly, exactly yeah, it is. the same. <laughs> you're the Aretha Franklin of Glass Nevin. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. So, uh, so anyway, I went to the Grammys in '92. So I, I still remember because we were nominated, you know, well, okay, the Commitments yeah. was nominated yeah. as, an, as an album, I suppose, really. Oh, yeah. and, and I think so we didn't win. We didn't win. But the point is, we got to go and perform on it, which was really fab. And then, um, you know, they when they do the awards, they kind of move you in and out of the crowd. You see, mostly oh, okay. you're at the back, but they move you in for your category, you know. So, oh, OK. I was sitting five rows from the front when Bonnie Raitt sang I Can't Make You Love Me with Bruce oh, Hornsby. So I was gosh. so delighted, except the two people in front of me wouldn't stop talking because they had free tickets to the whole thing. They just wanted to be seen at it. And like anybody who gets free tickets to concerts, they they, they have no value for it. Oh. And so basically, in front of me, the two people were talking and I felt like saying, who are you that you think you can talk through Bonnie Raitt singing this? Probably one of the most amazing songs ever. And 
looking back now, I could have saved the world a lot of problems because it was Donald Trump and Marla Maples sitting right in front of <gasps> me. And if I had taken action then, maybe if I'd scolded him then, perhaps he would never have made the mess that he did <laughs> as USA. <laughs> I might be overreaching it there a oh little bit. Oh my God. Yeah, he was sitting right in front of me. Were you nice to him? No, no, I was not. I was really rude I to him. I bet you didn't. I, be- <laughs> I was really I cross. I bet you you've a load of charisma, Donald. Would you go for president? You should. <laughs> I did you not should. say any of that rubbish to him. I was so cross with him. <laughs> Anyone who doesn't respect Bonnie Raitt dead doesn't right. get to run my Neve country. Ca- <laughs> now you see, if we were PR in this podcast properly, it would be on the front of the sun. Neve Cavanagh dresses down That's Donald Trump. That's right. Totally did not. He has no memory of that, I'm sure, himself. Anyway, so... Shake of him. Yeah, so that was my Grammys experience. I used to be all right with him, but now I hear that. <laughs> now I hear he now spoke hear that? through that song. Now no. I'm furious. No, it's all over for him now. All over for him. So that, that was my Grammys experience. So every year, this time of the year, I look forward to seeing who's doing what, who's interesting, whatever, and then give out if they don't, the one I want now, to win doesn't win. This is me you're talking to. Okay. So You don't want to know about that stuff. So I want to know, what I want to know is what was the free stuff situation? <laughs> well, like, what are we talking of in terms of swag bag? Well, the swag bag was quite interesting. I mean, I, there was all sorts of kind of small things that I can't even remember half the stuff was in it. But, and I'm, it's possible it's in a box up in my attic. <laughs> to oh, be fair. But nice. I had, I got a little pin which was a Grammy, basically. You know, ah. the Grammy player. You know the way they have the little Grammy player. And so I got one of them Um I, I did have it in a jewellery box for a long time. I'm not 100% sure if I still have it. But imagine like being that relaxed. Oh I do have my laminates and all my things. And I may oh. I may also have the um, paperwork because back then you got given, you know, itineraries in, oh, in, in wow. paper. So I probably have most of that. Anything kind of, I did try to keep stuff that, you know, may maybe had interest. And I thought maybe at some point my children might be reasonably <laughs> interested. Oh, wow. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I can see them opening that box going, yeah, nah, no business in there. I mean, there. it does sound like the, like the swag bag was a little bit, depra- like apparently now you get like an iPad. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd say there were probably, you know, grades of swag bags. So oh, if you were a winner, nice. if you were a winner, possibly you got a but bigger you, swag bag. like, here, here's a tub of palms and a badge. A- <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but yes, so I'm really disappointed it's been postponed but I think that's because last year they tried to do all the award shows and people didn't yeah. really watch them. Yeah, I mean that like that was I remember seeing the guy uh, Dan Levy from Shit's Creek. <laughs> I mean like that was the biggest night of his life and he was sitting on a patio for it. Like I know. You, you, you and not know. only that like you know the, even the Oscars like half of them were in their jammies like at home like going oh my god I wish I'd known I would have brushed my hair. You know it was like it was yeah. like people so what do we watch the award shows for the awards or do we watch it for the spectacular Yeah we want the glitz and the glamour. We do like, we want I, a bit I, actually, of I actually think it's fair enough that if you mm-hmm. you know if you're not going to do that yeah. wait till you can. Uh, yeah I think so but I mean yeah. I think people need it for the industry it's nice to work towards something but let's be honest and let's be very honest nine times out of ten yes very worthy winners but it depends on how much money is behind you to go into those awards because it's not just about how great a thing is it's also how visible you are because there's a lot of great albums made every year that won't are probably Grammy worthy but never really quite get there because from a visibility you've got to do the press stuff yeah you've got to do all the stuff so it's you've got to make a story it's a little bit it's you a little have, bit You should have smashed your vodka tonic into the back of Donald Trump's head. Oh I my God. God. You'd never be... You'd, you see me? You'd never be forgotten. No, I, <laughs> but I might never get to make the agony rants. Do you know? Where would oh, I be Eve, now? Look at you looking on the bright side. <laughs> <laughs> the 
like obviously I didn't win the Grammy, right? So, but I've been there. Um, I've never really been very lucky at winning, right? Now, and I know that sounds weird. <laughs> Neve, you know what? Can, we, can you save the disingenuous shit for somebody that will put no, up no, with us? No, no, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. I mean, I mean, you know, I was like when I was a swimmer, I was a good strong swimmer. I never came first. It was never. I'm, I sat on the couch. No, I know you <laughs> between watched Between my parents who wept because it was one of the proudest moments of the, in the history of the nation. <laughs> The first time, like, it was the World Cup. Okay, okay, okay. I, I have won things. I'm not saying I haven't. But, you know, the point is, to me, that was, <laughs> that's not the same as winning, like, a lottery or win. I'm not, or a 100 metre sprint. Or, there a raffle, saying, yeah. or a raffle or, you know, I, I'm not lucky winning that way. You know what I'm saying? I, I, obviously, okay. when I work at something or do something, I... Yeah, well, you, you count of everything. You win the Eurovision, but look... <laughs> There's a well, uh, there's a, 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 knitted, a knitted pedestal math that got away from you at a town hall raffle. But look, no, but I <laughs> don't, no, I, I don't mean that. You know, obviously, winning the Eurovision is a different thing, right? It's a different thing, and and you know, winning MasterChef. I'm not lucky in raffles, or and I think the last thing I won in a raffle was like a notebook and pen when I was about ten. You know, okay, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'm not. I know. I I didn't. I don't win stuff. Do you win like um? You know, like like. Have you won the lottery? You know the way everybody's no, trying to win the lottery. No, I haven't won the lottery. I won a Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did come second in the Cedar Willow area community disco dancing competition in 1989. <laughs> tell me, tell me, there's a trophy. There is a trophy. Oh my gosh! And it's wooden. Oh my gosh! Yeah, have it. Oh, you know, what it we was just do. like it was just where I thought, okay, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to nail this. <laughs> I <laughs> want. I, I want to see a photograph of that of the trophy. Yeah, I'll add, my mom probably has it. Yeah, my mom. She's not a. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is it in the same box she, as my Grammy yeah, swag bag? <laughs> she might have. You know, dropped it into the cold bucket and broke it with the poker. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I, I. I mean, I'm sure it's still. I'll have uh, a or look. is there a photo of it? No, I mean, I live in fear that there would be the a video. Cedar I mean, I know for a fact that I was wearing short shorts and a pair of knee socks. <laughs> My head is exploding right now. It's exploding. I think I'll recreate the moment. Oh we can my go God. to the green. Oh it, was, it, was, it was outdoor. Oh no! It was outdoor, and I remember seeing the. I remember seeing the judge, and I was impressing her. I was like, brilliant! I'm just gonna nail this a bit more. It was like, <laughs> I was like, dancing with the stars. <laughs> it's calling your name, Groot. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Like if I remember, I think it was a cross between like an eighties break dancer and Lionel Blair. Oh. <laughs> To be fair, I'm just impressed that you had choreography in short shorts. Oh, yeah. The short shorts were the short. I should have won for the short shorts. And I think I borrowed them from my sister. <laughs> little little sign into the future there. They were not like they were, you know, if you cared to look, Nave. <laughs> we asked uh, you to get in touch with your stories about the time that you felt like a winner. Mm. Um, and some of you, there were some great stories. Like some of you have felt like winners a lot. Yes. And, um, and winning at life is the same, isn't it, Garode? Well, that's spoken like someone that doesn't win a lot. It's not, though, Neve. <laughs> I know. It's not. I know. It's like, like you know the way there are people that are just really, really lucky? Yeah, but then like there's some people that. who enter every competition. That's it. You see, I think if you've won a couple of times, you're more willing to believe that there's a chance of winning. So yeah. you tend to enter more, so you tend to win more. I know. I talk about winning the lottery all the time, but I have yet to buy a ticket. Well, that's not true. I I think I've w- bought a ticket maybe three times in my life. I'm not a big. I no. don't invest in it. So I, I I'm the same. By rights, I shouldn't really win anyway. No, 
Yeah. But I'm the same. And the problem is that that part of my life plan involves a lottery win. Yeah. Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so much of your life revolves around so that when, like, when I win the lottery. You know, like every so often like, you meet a finance person and they're like, so uh, you're How do you see age, this you're like, well, lo- lottery win. Yeah, they're like, but clearly. what if you don't win the lottery? I was like, well, then I'm not going to have the 19 million I need to retire. <laughs> like, can you fix this? Somebody needs to fix this. Nobody can fix it. Nobody can fix it. Oh my goodness, that's a whole other podcast. So um, anyway, so tell me who's the first Geraldine winner? got in touch. She said, I felt like a winner when I gave birth to my twins. Two amazing boys and I love them more every day. Oh, Geraldine, that's lovely. It's, well, I can't imagine she felt like a winner after giving birth to two. No. <laughs> I imagine she felt like she was hit by a truck. I, I think relief is the word <laughs> say, when that's done. I'd say that winning kicked in maybe like four days later when the anaesthetic wore off. Yeah, but you think about it, like you're looking at two little boy babies and thinking, oh, that's lovely, that's lovely. And then they start moving, you know, and, and shouting. Yeah, and crawling. And stuff at, at the same time, quite often as twins. Yeah. Or worse again, you know, they stay awake in rotas. So one of them stays awake for so many hours and then the other one stays awake for, you know, so. I remember when my first sister had a baby, one of my other sisters changed one of the very first nappies <laughs> and was so appalled, <laughs> like, by what was in the nappy, she threw up on the baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pete said, uh, I won with my chocolate orange cake on some online bake-along thingy. Mm. And the fucker then goes on uh, TV3 and tells the nation that I got the squirts from it. <laughs> well, Okay, now first of all, <laughs> did you not used to do a bake-along thingy on What? <laughs> was that you? That was me. <laughs> what What a classy person, if I remember. Um, well, like, in my defence, right? In, <laughs> in your defence. I'm a comedian. If something funny happens, it doesn't matter. If, if you tell me something funny, you're going to use it. I'm going to use it. Yeah. And what happened with Pete was uh, we were making a chocolate orange cake, and I think he had to make some sort. I think he had to make icing, orange icing, maybe. Okay. And the recipe said icing sugar, but Pete didn't have icing sugar, and instead of icing sugar, he used uh, sweetener, artificial sweetener. Oh my god! So that's <laughs> which if anyone is artificial sweetener you'll know that written in bold on the back is may cause a laxative effect. (laughs) If if you have two tablespoons of it. But if you use 100 grams of it and give it to your family. Oh my. Just a little insight into what happened to Pete. Oh Pete. Now, but now mind you, I have to say, Pete seems like he's looking out for more attention to this event. I mean. Absolutely. I mean, I definitely think he's, he's, this is his second wind. Mm-hmm. Although I will say this, speaking as someone who a comedian once robbed my story, if you recall, <laughs> and not that I'm going to harp on this again, <laughs> you know, something that happened to me and a comedian sold it on live TV. It's, it upsets you because it's your funny story. <laughs> it's your funny story to tell. No. And I like my comedians funny are the only people that can be funny, Maeve. Uh, <laughs> That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he went on the Late Late Show and he sang in your eyes. You could have made a phone call. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm not allowed to be funny. Is that what you're saying? No, that's not it. Do you know what's annoying me, actually? What? Now that you've said it. Oh, my God. My sister, about me? My sister has started to listen to this show. Oh, dear. And, and she says I'm funnier. Neve, that's no. not the way I was going to phrase it. No, okay. <laughs> what did she say? She started listening to the show and she said, she said, oh, it's really good. And I was like, oh, thanks. Oh, I know. The level of surprise is and a then shocker. Said, then she said, she's really funny. Yeah, and? <laughs> better be talking about me. <laughs> oh, she's gas. She's gas. I really, I'm really enjoying it. Oh. And it's like, are you? Yeah. Well, well, continue to enjoy it. 
cheek. Right to my face in my own home. Come on. It's one reason you love me. Like, you know, yeah. I know. Because we do. get it's it. We just get it. Yeah, we just get it. it. You know, if we're ever anywhere, I have to say, I don't know if you have friends like this, but if you're anywhere and something occurs in front of you and the two of you just look at each other and you know in that moment what is funny about that moment, that's you've met a friend but for life. The thing about it is, Neve, it's the raven lunatics that adore you. I know. <laughs> There's a lot of potential around me. There's, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> It's a woman that knows funny and is surrounded by potential. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, but th- that brings so much joy to my life. You've no idea. I love I it. I love it. And I'm already in love with your sister. So there you go. <clears throat> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> well, I hope you're very happy together. <laughs> uh, uh, Vincent. I, I'm going to read Vincent. Far uh, away. The day I graduated, my mom put me through college as a single mother Lots of people helped us, but it was me and her and we did it. A proud day. Now, that's a winner. That's lovely. That is lovely, Vincent. That's absolutely lovely. Well Um, done to you and your mom. Yeah, no, that's really lovely. And actually, do you know what? It's not an easy thing to do. I absolutely, speaking as a mammy, (laughs) I am so thrilled to hear somebody say my mammy was involved in that. You know what I mean? Because, uh, you know, to be honest, I am the mother of sons and my boys love me to death. I have no doubt when they remember to. And, you know, the thing is they have, you know, for me, if they ever said anything like that, it would just, that's it. You would be, you'd have a home for life. That's all I can say. Well, and you, on behalf of your mother as well, Vince, mm. like well done and everything. But that's it now. Like the, cut the apron <laughs> strings. Time to fend for yourself. What? Like, well, I mean, mammy put him through college. But no, she obviously helped him. He, he had to do the work in the yeah, end. You can need a horse had, to water. Yeah, like, he let's had to do the work. But now it's time to like, there's no, you know, Oh, we need a deposit for a house. Do you know what I mean? You're on your own now, Vincent. Uh, uh, Step up. Listen, Vincent, speaking as a mammy, I'm never giving my children a deposit for a house. No. Never. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it. It's an aggressive climate though, Neve. Yeah. No, I don't agree with it. Vincent could start using tripwires. I'm all for helping and, you know, trying to sort things out. My children are clearly waiting until, you know, natural progression inherits them the house. I don't think they're, you know. I'd watch it, Neve. I know. I know. Fry text on the drum risers of your gaze. <laughs> like, they'll, they'll just see a claim. You're right. Oh, oh yeah, I can see it. Listen, you know, I've been to, you, okay, I get that, right? Don't don't be looking for the deposit of the house. I'm, I'm with you there. We have, we're going to have to do a podcast but on well parenting. Done. Can we do one on parenting? I'd love to do one on parenting. So um, basically that'll be Neve with all her sage earth mother advice and no. me just going, do whatever you like. <laughs> do whatever you like. You're Set still going to home. Set fire to it. Set fire to it. Okay, so Shane. <laughs> Come on. Shane says when you post pics in your running gear. Now, I have two things to say here, right? Okay, go on. A, first of all, everybody posts pics of running gear or whatever else. And quite frankly, it has the same reaction most people looking <laughs> at it who are not doing running. And that is, what the hell is that about? Right. And second of all is when you post, are you saying that to me or Garode? Because I tell you, I never post any picture of me running gear because running gear does not happen in my life. Well, Neve, I think you probably look better in running gear than I do because I, I'm, I'm still using the same running gear that I bought about 10 years ago when I was different size. <laughs> when it fit me. You are still no, in Neve. fine shape. I The worst thing that has ever happened to me running was about, I would say, seven years ago. I was running outside the butchers in Sandy Mount. Did you do a proper run? Is that proper running? Like we're in Lycra <laughs> running or is it like just somebody, I was running for a bus. Which, what are we talking about here? No, pro, I was training. Oh, you were training? Yeah, and I, okay. I was, I did have Lycra. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you look offended. <laughs> I don't mean, to, don't mean that in offence. I can't take this seriously. I, 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 just, 
I can take it seriously. But the point is, the thing about running for me is, now you tell your story first and then I'll tell my bit. Okay. I, a child. <laughs> you were running. I was running. I was <laughs> by the butcher shop. I was wearing a pair of black lycra, like trouser things that you put shorts over. Okay, yes, oh yes, I, I'm, I'm back in the room. And how far down the leg were they? They went all the way down the leg. Oh, okay. Okay, go on. With shorts over them to preserve the modesty. Okay. A little kid said, he looks like Batman. And his mother said, no, he doesn't. <laughs> I have a, an opinion on running, right? The thing about running for me is not natural. I've never seen a happy runner. You know, they're, the only time I've ever no, seen no. a runner happy is when they're finished. <laughs> Yeah, when it's when they're over. going away to get their hip looked at or their knee looked at. Yeah, that's just my feeling. Neve, Neve, Neve theory is <laughs> <laughs> exercise doesn't work. That's the camp no, she's in. No, no, that's not she's true. Like, <laughs> that's not true. Not true. Running not true. doesn't work. Some people are not built for running. I don't care. And actually, if you don't start running young, do not pick it up in your fifties or forties. It it it'll kill you. Yeah. It will kill you. It'll kill you. Bits of you will fall off that are not meant to fall off. <laughs> I, I do think we're not, I, I do think we're not supposed to be running on concrete. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, because it's funny actually because a lot of my friends got the bug and they all started doing all this mad running and they were always like, oh come on, couch to 5k and we're all going to do all this running and I'm going, oh my God, I'm allergic on about 50 planets. Couch to 5k isn't bad. I remember there was this man that used to sit in the park in Ring's End he was like about 80 mm-hmm. and he would shout at the runners. Love but it. he used to think it was motivating them. In what way? But he like he'd be what saying, he go on, you gobshite you. <laughs> Are you sure he was trying to motivate them? Are you sure he well, wasn't just I'm like... Giving, I'm giving him the benefit of the yeah, doubt okay. here. But he used to be like, I think that was his thing. He like Because you'd see him come and you'd go, oh, he's going to shout something at me now. Because he'd be coming up to him when he'd be doing the laps and he just, that was his thing. Did he say that to you too? Yeah, he did. Oh, so you're a real runner. <laughs> I'm really impressed. <laughs> yeah, Neve, just I me, know. just me in the Listen, open. Listen, Shane, just me and I my lycra's in the open road. No, I get it, Shane. You're really proud of that. You feel like you're winning when you're doing stuff, and I, I applaud anybody doing anything to make them healthier and happier. But running will wreck your knees. He's not running. He's perving over my photographs. It's you. Is it you? She's yes. Yeah. Oh wow, Shane, come on down. Oh, maybe I took that the wrong way. I think it's. N- <laughs> I think he's in the generic you. <laughs> he's saying when you post, you know, he he feels like he's winning when he's posting his running. That's what I took oh, out of that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I de- yeah. I don't think it's about yeah, you Yeah, I mean, that does make sense because I don't look great in my running gear. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're 10 year old, chances are you're not doing a lot running lately. No. Neve, why are you like this? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to start running again? Would you start running again? I do run. Yeah, I run once, maybe twice a week. Do you? Yeah. See, I walk every day. I love walking. So that's the thing. Mind you, um, you know, I have a bit of work to do this year. That's a whole other thing. I tell you. You don't need to look amazing. Oh, gross. You need to, you need to, you have to be able to carry a voice. <laughs> you have I'm a big voice. Down, I'm not a, going down this road. You have a big voice, Nave. <laughs> you have to be able to support a voice. <laughs> what are you going to be? You're going to be like, <laughs> like one of the vards? No. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this, right? The thing about it is, as you get older, I think you need a bit of flesh about you. Uh, you know, because, uh, don't get me wrong, exactly. if you get super skinny, you tend like to get... Ham. I don't have to do the Botox, although I may have to do the fringe tox. I, said, I heard this in Queer Eye the other night. So she says, I'm going to get the fringe tox, which is basically the grow of fringe over the wrinkles on your forehead. <laughs> 
She called it a fringe toxin. Fringe toxin. Yeah. So in other words, you don't actually inject anything. You just grow a fringe over it. <laughs> so <laughs> No, I, I think as you get older, you should be like a ham. You need a bit of fat. Oh, <laughs> Um, what boiled? <laughs> well, you, need, you have to leave a bit of fat on. No, I think uh, definitely if you have a little bit of something on you, that's good. But I think I might be pushing the envelope right just at the minute. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, that's okay. I'm no. I'm still very healthy and fit. I'm actually reasonably fit considering. But uh, I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying <laughs> sometimes I kind of go, oh goodness me, how am I? <laughs> what am I going to wear? And somebody says, bring more than one change to a to a. <laughs> To a like a concert, I'm like this. The rashes up on me oh, immediately yeah, yeah, because I I really traumatized finding one outfit to wear for something because I have no interest in it. And, you know, it's different. I like oh, to look yeah, well, yeah. but you know, it's not. Yeah, they always and they always say like you oh. know, oh, it's in case it's strobes. The most mortifying thing that ever oh. happened to me was I was recording an episode of Clear History last year. Oh right, okay. And they stopped you to bring me <laughs> something from wardrobe. No, they stopped to bring me backstage just. They said it was a problem with my mic, but the reason that they had, I didn't realise that was one of the buttons was open and it, my belly was hanging out. But the, <laughs> <laughs> I was carrying a lot of bake along right now. <laughs> so how was your lockdown? But I didn't want to say it in front of the... of the. Oh, bless them. Yeah, which was very nice. Yeah, so actually, put your so belly back just, in. They just brought me back in and said, you're an absolute disgrace. If you, if, you were a, if you were the director, you'd have said, put your belly back in. Yeah, like, I... <laughs> <laughs> Lift it up and tuck it into your pants. <laughs> oh no! But I'm just talent. I'm not direction. I'm no, not, no, I'm not production. No, at that talent, point, yeah. you were definitely talent. <laughs> talent. Definitely talent. Love it. stopping for a moment to remind you that Agony Rants is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If you would like to support the show, you can become a member for as little as five euro a month. And in return for that, you'll get bonus content from us and all of the shows across the Headstuff Podcast Network. The show we are cross promoting this week is Words to That Effect. And it's a show about intriguing places where fiction, history, science and popular culture intersect. Basically, the podcast answers questions you may not have thought actually need answering. Now, like I'm speaking as a mother, right? <laughs> My whole life has been questions that I didn't think were going to need answering. So this is definitely a podcast yeah, for me. It's questions like, why are there so many zombies in popular culture? Is that right? I don't know. Is that a thing? It's in the podcast. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> we I'm going to have to listen to that. We need to listen to. Yeah. We need to listen to it. I'm Connor Reed with words to that effect. How do the Victorians invent time? Where do all those pirate cliches come from? Should we all read romance novels? Why are kids so obsessed with dinosaurs? What makes the perfect detective story? What happens to culture and society in a post-apocalyptic world where everything has stopped? Words to that effect tell stories of the fiction that shapes popular culture. Listen wherever you get your podcasts and at headstuffpodcasts.com. We we have a problem. Oh, gosh. we have a problem. Um, this <laughs> this fascinates me. Okay, go on. Um, so, uh, dear Neven Garrod, in the first lockdown, one of my close friends bought herself a dry robe oh. because she wanted to start sea swimming. 
It was one of those, like, I love that she wanted to start. So, so she, she bought the dry robe. She bought robe. the dry robe before, before she, she even started. Put the toe in even. Yes. Not even. Okay, right, go ahead. It was one of those double duvet, Tog 20 winter duvet ones. Oh, like they're huge. Yeah. Anyway, between the swings and the roundabouts, she never got around to swimming. <laughs> so she starts to wear it to walk the dog and bring out the bins, that sort of stuff. She wore it a few times to the park and then we would meet for tea during the second or third lockdowns. I didn't think much of it at the time because people were doing all sorts of strange things to comfort themselves because it was an unusual time. And I did see some other women wearing them too. Anyway, then summer came and her king-size Tog 20 winter duvet dry robe disappeared. So I didn't think of it after that. However, with the recent cold snap... She has started wearing it again. But this time, it is a complete replacement for her winter coat. Oh my goodness. I know she's worn it to the shops and dropping the kids to school. I've also met her for a coffee a few times and she happened to be wearing it. Now, I'm not a fashion snob. (laughs) I beg to differ. (laughs) But the thing is, it's absolutely huge. It attracts a lot of attention because other people obviously know it's a towel. (laughs) And I'm mortified to be seen with her. What should I do? Just ride this out and hope that she reverts back to her usual winter clothing? Or should I point it out to her that we are miles away from any body of water and she should leave her towel at home? Thanks, Sandra. Sandra. Sandra, thank you so much for that story. That is, like, that's that's Agony Rance gold there. That is. That, <laughs> now, it's funny you should say I this. love it. Uh, you know, first of all, it's, it's more than a towel. It's a dressing room. <laughs> yeah a dry is, robe yeah. is a dressing room do you, remember, do you remember when you'd see a fairy story in a book yeah. and you see the queen wearing a robe that's just like went all the way down the steps yeah. that's essentially what people like they're what they're wearing is an outdoor wedding dress uh, that, an active wedding dress it's like, that's it's like a dressing room it's like it's something you hide in under completely and funny that you should mention it I saw people shopping it and do everything I saw dry robes everywhere they just suddenly appeared everywhere I think that the dry robe is the kind of fancier version of people that go out to the spa in their pyjamas. It kind of got, it's yeah. become that, hasn't yeah, it? It's become that. What is it saying? Are you wearing the dry robe to say, look, I'm clearly seas women? I, I get the practical application of I, it. But yeah, I think it's... It is not a fashion accessory. I'm one of those people that goes seas women. That's the way I live my life. Mm-hmm. But That's unfortunately, I, people don't know it. How I roll. However, if I wear something the size of a queen size duvet <laughs> <laughs> to Tesco's, Suddenly everybody goes, she must do these women. Now, you know, occasionally, occasionally if I'm walking the dog and then I have to run in and get something. Sometimes I look like I've been dog walking, so I might be wearing my big boots and, you know, whatever. But I don't, you know, I don't wear big. Yeah, but I mean, that's slightly different. Like if you run run into Tesco's in one of these, like you're going to be pulling stuff off both the vials as you walk down. Yeah, it does happen. It does happen. I've seen it. (laughs) Uh, I've seen it. I I almost took a few photographs in Tesco one time (laughs) because I couldn't get over what was walking around Tesco during lockdown. I just couldn't get it over. I just like, has something happened that people don't see each other now? Obviously, we've gone to the point. I, I think everybody's at the point now where we are all just accepting that everyone's a bit crazy and just take me as I am. No. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not going to take it. Come as on, bro. It's lovely. No, no. I no, I've got expectations from yeah, people. Well, maybe not dry uh, From the human race, I have expectations. Have you ever worn a dry robe? No, but they look gorgeous. They, uh, they look really cozy. Yeah, they do. I haven't, uh, to be fair, I haven't worn one yet. I, uh, we did sea swimming and uh, we didn't have a dry robe though, but I did get a poncho. <laughs> Neve. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's, it's, I'm finding this episode very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't love you more than in that moment than the word you said, poncho. I mean, we you got, were a poncho. It, my boyfriend bought me a poncho in Decathlon. I thought so you were like, talking about when you were wee. Like, you're actually talking about when you're like an adult. Yeah. What kind of poncho oh, did you have? Oh, he a poncho. Oh. Well, he, we would have rain ponchos. and But this is like a, this is like a poncho for... Uh, um, <laughs> that's also a towel. Uh, I know the ones you're talking about. Yeah, I do. they're green. Did it have a little hood? It did have a little <laughs> Then he started to wear it around the house and I was like, you have to stop wearing that or we're never having sex again. <laughs> yeah, but now in a, at stages in a relationship, you know, you think you don't always dress to impress. It's sometimes about the practicality, but if you've been together a long time, get your kicks where you can. Like <laughs> I know, but like there's certain things that I don't think people should do. And one of them what, is wear a poncho. A, I don't think people should wear a poncho Ponchos? for comfort. No, no. <laughs> Nobody's ever said, oh, that's a sexy poncho. Was it, uh, Do you know what you looked well in? <laughs> Do you remember you wore that poncho? <laughs> I don't know, Clint Eastwood wore it well. He did. I'm just saying. I'm not Clint Eastwood. Let's move on. <laughs> I am not Clint Eastwood. <laughs> in a certain light. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe when he got older. Sandra, I feel we've gone off track here Sandra, a little bit. maybe take her out and say, we should go out and buy you a winter coat so you don't have to keep wearing your swim and tell. <laughs> like just maybe maybe make her think <laughs> yeah, no, my that friends, she doesn't actually ha- you, my friends you know exactly how I would coat. deal with that okay go on what I, would you do I would just go what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah because they say it to me and and, okay. and I let them but then I also <laughs> will just wear it anyway <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. depends on how your friend is if they're very sensitive be very careful how you do it but otherwise go no she's not definitely not sensitive why she because she like no I don't I think that she this this woman's very considered this is not a sensitivity thing this woman's very considered she wants people to think that she's going to these women and she's not she's going down for the paper in a dry robe and there's a big difference yeah no. she like so let her know you're wise to her just say you're going down you might as well be going down to Tesco's in your swimming costume I know I would be making jokes all the time I'd be like <laughs> yeah the next time you're in a toilet with her wash your hands and dry your hands in her <laughs> Make it clear. You're wearing a towel. <laughs> well, Sandra, good luck with that. Let us know how you get on. Yeah, let us know how you get on. We really want to hear it. Um, um, you know, if we you want need... to hear back. Also, Sandra's friend. If you... <laughs> yeah, Sandra's friend, get in touch. What does if you, Sandra wear? If you want to hit back, by all means, we're here for you. Agonyrants at gmail.com. We are an equal opportunity. Uh... Roasters. <laughs> Roasters. I think we helped. Beyond anybody's expectations. I know, yeah. People, I think... They're grateful for us. I know, I know. So we really want you to send in your problems or anything you want to talk about, you know, because over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing so- stories on birthdays. Yeah, birthdays. We're going to do Valentine's Day. Yeah, so please, please, please send in to agonyrants at gmail.com. Gmail. Or if you're on Instagram, you can, you know, DM, PM, whatever yes. the magic thing is. Yes, <laughs> just M uh, thing. hit us up on Instagram, neilcavanagh93, yeah. at Garoad Farley. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. Ready to elevate your fall fashion? 
Target's new limited-time-only fall designer collection with designers Kika Vargas, Laleen, and Sergio Hudson isn't just about great style for all. It's also all about great styling. With so many ways to style them and wear them, the collection's versatile designer pieces are meant to mix and match and become new staples in your wardrobe. Get a sneak peek of the new looks by exploring the fall designer collection now on Target.com before it drops October 9th. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.